This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We are holding over here in Pasuk Yudches, and it's the second period Pasuk Yudches in the Nachlas Yosef on Rus. <coughs> the Pasuk says, Vatisa Vatava Ho'ir. She picked up the bundles and she came back to the city. And her mother saw how much she had gathered. And she gave her everything that she had left over from her own meal. So, bring the story up to date. Rus has gone collecting in the field by, and chanced upon Boaz's field. And Boaz took note of her. He helped her, gave her um, a tvua, and made sure that she's taken care of. And now she came back home, and she is um, giving her mother-in-law what she has. So Nachzosef says, "Vatisav tovayir." Chazal over here, um, look at the pasuk at the word vatovo. She picked up. Vatovo ha'ir, and she came into the city. Well, it should say vatisa ha'ira. She 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 carried into the city. The vatovo implies that she did it very quickly, immediately. She did not um, dawdle at all. She just went straight. So he says Chazalovia point out that the word vatovo, which seems a little extra. The Medrash says, She didn't stand around because hanging out, she may hang out with someone she ought not to, not the right place, not the right time, and therefore she immediately went back. And the Nachsesa points out, you see how Chazal had a feel for every nuance of the Pasik. Just that extra word, it's like she picked up her stuff, and went home, and went home is telling me that she did not hang around, did not wait. The Pasuk says, Her mother saw what she had gathered. So, Narsosa remarks, um, and I guess we'll just sort of expand it a bit, when a person brings me a gift, I tend to be very grateful, and I look at it through my perspective. I really, really needed um, this garment, and this person bought it for me. It's a nice garment. It's it's it looks very good, and so on. So I look at it, and even my gratitude, I express in terms of my benefit, my liking, and so on. Genuine gratitude, but I'm expressing it from my perspective. But she saw her gathering of it. She took a look and said, what did this bundle of tvua mean for Rus? How much had she stood there, worked hard, scuffled with others, and, and so on, degraded herself in order to bring it? So he says, Naomi, with her tov ayin, her, her look at the other, 
She didn't just see the nice flower that she bought her, the nice uh, grain. She saw the work that went in. She saw how much effort and trouble she went through. And this is something when we go to, um, we're a guest somewhere, we go to eat a meal somewhere, we feel good about ourselves that we like the meal and we compliment the hostess on the wonderful meal she made. Do we ever think about the work that went into it and the trouble that went into it? So then Rus took and she gave what she left over. So the Narsusov says, she did not um, talk about what she's doing and what she has done at all. She didn't say, well, you know, I, I, I really thought about you and I brought you this and so on and so forth. And she's not at all eager to tell over. I mean, she's had an amazing day. Here she is. This foreign girl, despised, really cast aside, she comes and she's hit her off big. She's rubbing shoulders with Boaz and his family. And she's, why doesn't she share that? Had Nomi not plied her with questions, she would have just kept quiet. Um, take a look at the exchange between two very big people. No wonder that Naomi and Rus are people held in such esteem. Normally, whenever we have an exchange with someone else, we like to connect with someone, and usually it's because I would like to present myself and the other person would like to present themselves. But Naomi saw Rus when she gets this bundle of um, tevua, of grain, She's the first thing she thinks about is what did Rus have to do to get um, to, to to get this to me, and Rus is thinking of Naomi. She's not here to present herself, her life story, and how and 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 her and, and her success and, and and everything like that. She simply is there for Naomi. Only when Naomi asks, only when Naomi asks, bothers to ask. Does she actually um, tell her? So mother told her, Where did you collect today? Where, where did you have all the success? Um, the person who was kind to you shall be blessed. Um, so she told her mother-in-law, what she had done, and uh, she, uh, and she says, the person that worked with me today was Boaz. So we have over here a um, Rus uh, responding to her. So he says, Nachzor says, Naomi was gripped with fear, with apprehension, when she saw what she brought. She 
maybe the people that she met up with did not have the best of intentions. Here was a single helpless girl and somebody is exploiting her. What, what, what's this all about? And first of all, she wanted to know where did you get this? And especially the grain that was roasted. That means someone had processed it. It wasn't just your work. You got it from somebody. And she said, May the person who, who was nice to you be blessed. It's not only a blessing, but he says, there's a wish and a hope. I sure hope that this person is a blessed person. Maybe from the blessed people. The um, the 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 opposite of baruch, the type of person I wish that you would not be. Um, have come in contact with is somebody that's called cursed that resonates with a Pasuk. It says Or Mashke Iva Bederich Cursed be the person who misleads a blind man in the way. In other words there's a special doing harm to someone is bad but harming someone who is innocent, helpless clueless is doubly bad. And that's why there's a curse to it. You are helpless. You don't know what's happening. And if someone is exploiting your helplessness, that person will be a cursed person. So Naomi was saying, if only the person who was there for you be a blessed person. The opposite of that. The um the Rus Meshivala Shilosa and Rus responds and Rus says Shemesha Simo Boas. The word Asisi Imo is a very interesting phrase. Asisi Imo implies that I did something for someone else. It's like a worker. Who have you been working for? Who have whose house have you been painting? Whose field have you been plowing? But we're talking here about a poor person receiving alms. So he says over here, now sorts of comments, Haloshin who says that the mouth is the quill of the heart. In other words, what we call today a Freudian slip, we sometimes say words that reveal more about our inner self than we were actually going to reveal. It's just the choice of words, the way we phrase it, and so on. By, by the language we use, um, all sorts of feelings in our heart come out. The poor people would express themselves by saying, I worked with this balabais. I worked with this Balabais. I mean, I collected from him. Why is it called, I worked for him? I did for him. And, and as Sisimo means, I did for him. So, this was a common phrase used by poor people. So, he said, from that phrase that had become the phrase that Kaiser uses, 
Nika It shows us, it gives us a sense of how we um, how we feel about Tzaka. Um, the Medrash says because more than the 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 uh, wealthy man does for the poor man, the poor man does for the wealthy man. Now let's think about it. That sounds very counterintuitive, but let's think about it. When I give a poor man bread, I gave him something, a physical thing. But when but but what did the person what did the donor receive the donor received a chunk of um chesed a chunk of something which is has is measured only in olam haba he received for it something which is otherworldly so if we which we were standing aback and we're witnessing um an interaction between a poor man and a wealthy man. A wealthy man is giving the poor man food, and the poor man has what to eat. So we all say, wow, it's wonderful what he did for him. But one second, what did he get in return? In return, he got something of incredible spiritual value that does not have its physical equal. No matter, no, no matter how many things we'll have, they never add up to a chesed. So, in effect, what the poor man has given or done for the wealthy man is a lot more than the other way around. And this became the phrase used to describe Tzedakah. He says, For the pennies that the Ani gets, and in every mitzvah, there is a, a dimension of character perfection, nedivus, kindness. It really has no way to, to, we have no way to mark its value in physical goods. All the good things that Chazal, that the Torah and Chazal have said about Tzedakah, they all describe the spiritual dimension of Tzedakah, and there's nothing in this world like it. Yisrael, as a nation, absorbed this idea. That it became the common expression, I did on behalf of the owner. I did on behalf of the donor. So our perspective in the exchange between the two is that the, the wealthy man has given but what he's received is by far greater. He's he's exchanged something physical for something far greater. And Kali Yisrael, just by the subconscious choosing of words, has chosen the right phrase to express it with. So Naomi told her daughter-in-law, Baruch Hashem, Kadosh has not left us um, alone. And Naomi told her, This man is related to us. He is one of our redeemers. So, Rus Pirsha Bishmo Shalboaz Bitum Liba. Rus 
has dropped Boaz's name in just in innocence. Yeah, this fellow he introduced himself as Boaz. Ach, Nomi Nomi was very struck when she heard this. And she throws in to her words a new phrase, he's a redeemer. Let's talk about this because this is a very central point. This is the first place where we come across this word in the Megillah. And we want to talk about the concept of a goel and what it means. We tend to think of Gula as great uh, cataclysmic events, the world it comes to an end, it comes to the beginning, redeemed, and so on. The place in the Torah where Geula is spoken about are in the Parshas Baruch Kosai, um, and it deals with people of fields that have been sold, and buying them back is called redemption, it's called Geula. So let's understand a little bit what the concept of Geula means um, in the Torah. The, um, we tend to think of it as meaning difficult conditions, good conditions, but Geula has a, has, really has a cosmic um, interpretation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with Tov, with good, and he added the bad to serve as a testing ground, to give us free will, etc. When Adam sinned, what he did was he mixed together the good and the bad, Adam and the Eitz Adas Tovera. And at, from this point, Ra and Tov became interwoven. The pieces of Tov exploded, and they're everywhere in, um, immersed in, dispersed between the bad, and everything else in the world. So you can't destroy Tov. You can't destroy anything in this world. We, we, um, we know that energy and matter are conserved. They never, ever, you can't end up with less than you started with. But we have a concept called entropy, which says that um, you can have energy dissipate in a way that it's useless. So, for instance, if I have a concentrated, focused heat of a, of, a, of a burner, I can heat up a cup of water. But if that heat gets dispersed over the universe, it still exists, but it is so dispersed that it basically is useless. The same thing is true about the concept of Tov and Ra. Tov is wonderful. But with the Chet of Aramarishan, Tov became dissipated, fell apart, and it basically became useless as it is. We, don't, we no longer have a great nation of Tov. We have bits and pieces here and there and everywhere. That process is called Golos. The Gimolamid is movement. And the Gimolamid Hey, Goloi means a movement outwards, dispersion mode. The Hey is a letter that Miles speaks about in many places. It's a letter that's very broad and square. It, it's a, it, it denotes a total dispersal of 
um, of, of whatever we're talking about. So Goloi is the movement of Kali Yisrael out. So we go from being a nation to being a person here, a person there, another person there, another person lost here, and so on. That's Golos. Geula is that everything, the Aleph is, the, is, the, is, is, is singular, it's a point. Everything comes back to the focal point and coalesces around the point and becomes the, um, the entity that it ought to be. It's true about Klaus on the Geula, but it's true about every person. Every person has a place that's his place. If a person got sold into slavery, then he's not in his place. He's, he's a scattered soul somewhere else. The process of Geula brings him back to his family, to his society, to his place. Every person has a place in Eretz Yisrael, and that's his Nachla, that is his land, and it's called a stay chuza. It is, this is my land, and this gives me my place in Chayisrael. If that land is sold, I became placeless, sort of a mini-stateless person. And that is also a type of golos. Geula is the process that brings back the bits and pieces, each to every single place where it belongs. So when we talk about Geula and Golos, we're talking about cosmic terms, and that's true. We're talking about every single specific point as well. This is the um, this is the it's safer of Geula. Machlon, Chilion, Elimelech were the cream of Kal Yisrael. They were the leaders, like we've seen in the early chapters. They deserted and went off to Moab, the enemies, and eventually Machlon Chilion intermarried. And this means two wonderfully good drops of Tov had become totally um, dissipated, buried under the rubble of Moab. The schmutz and the bed of Moab there were two specks, two diamonds buried there. And that was it. Rus was an extraordinary shama buried there, and so was Naomi. So we have here an extraordinary example <coughs> of Tov buried in, in, a, in a dump, in a sewer, totally, totally gone from the nation and unrecognizable. Somebody is coming along and fishing them out and saying their Rus and Naomi I'm bringing back to their place. I'm bringing back they came back to Israel, they came back to their people. <coughs> They'll come back to their family and to their station. That act is an act of Geula. That's what Boaz did. So Naomi, with her very fine sense, said, someone here has taken note. It wasn't easy because you see the other cousin who was supposed to was closer and should have been the Goyle, 
did not want to get involved. He said, schlepping them out of their morass will come at the expense of my being dragged into it. That's what he said. We'll see later when we learn. So Boaz, when he took note of her, was willing to own up to his responsibility to her and to hold on to her, to them, really. Nomi said, I feel Geula. I want to add a point here. When we talk about Geula and the grand things, we think of Mashiach and big chauffeur and wonderful, wonderfully great things. And yes, the Karviameno, but real Geula on a personal level, there is so much, so many there, seemingly gone. And the process of Geula is bringing each and every one home. And that's what, uh, that's what uh, Boaz did in his days. And it's not by accident that this act resulted in bringing to the world Dovin Amelach, who would become the great redeemer eventually. But Toma Rusma Via and Rusma Via said, Gamke Omalaim and Arma Shaliti Bokin Adin Kolos Kalkatsa Shali. He also told me to stick around with the um, young men over here until until we finish uh, until I finish doing it. Um the um the the so first of all, you see how much she was devoted to her. She didn't say, well, maybe I'll be able to get out of this. She said, I'm happy I'll be able to bring you food. But Chazal do point out a bit of a fault, and that's Chazal. The Torah tells us the good and the true, and also some of the faults. One of the great, I don't say the word proofs, but one of the things to really take note of is nobody in the Torah goes uncensured. Every single person in the Torah, even Moshe Rabbeinu, even David HaMelech, Shlomo, everyone, has some criticism love of him. If anything, this reinforces the truth and the emiss of Torah. There is no other work like that. That, that you know, every, in, in every religion, we have one absolutely impeccable hero, and you know very clearly who wrote that book. Torah gives the emiss, and the emiss is that the great people were giants, and yet they're fault lines. The fact that Rus said something about Ne'orim Ashali with the young men, there was, there, Chazal say, the Pasik is describing somewhat of a criticism. And somewhat of a criticism does not take away from the greatness, but it's emiss to have that fault pointed out and the big picture. Then it says, Boaz that close She's hung around with the 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 young women of Boaz to collect um, the, the 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 rest of the um, barley and the wheat. and she returned to stay with her mother-in-law. Now, that's extra. I mean, what is, what is the passing about Tesh she, she went, she returned to to to, um, to collect the stuff. That's that's the end of it. What does about Tesh mean? So Chazal say be'emuna. It's an expression of being 
faithful and loyal. Let's think about it. Naomi was an old person, a husband, someone whose life was sort of gone, and really was the one that people did not like terribly much because of what had happened. Um, and she sat alone. She wasn't going to go to the fields to collect. Ruth went to the fields to collect. She was alone at home, an old person, as lonely as can be. Rus had just hit it off. She was young. She, she could make a life for herself. She had gone out to the field. She met the right person. He seemed to like her. She hit it off with the, with the young people there. And great, she has a life now. So human nature would be that she would kind of live her life, maybe occasionally come in for a visit and be nice, or so for the mother-in-law. The Pasuk says, Vateshev es chamoisa. She returned to her mother-in-law. She, um, she stayed with her mother. Vateshev means she lived with her. She dwelled with her. Chazal say bemuna. That's what being faithful law is about. She had a mission, an undertaking. She needed to be there for her mother-in-law, who didn't have any society or anyone. And she was there and stayed with her faithfully. The word emuna whether it's faithful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or faithful to people, or faithful to one's principles when one is dealing in business, all of these are called emuna. Rus Rus is no longer alone. She's hit it off, and she's very friendly with, with Boaz's young women. He said, stick with them. They, they like you. you. You're part of the Hevra. But she only hangs around there when she's working. And she returns immediately to her mother-in-law to stay with her. Her being together with young women her age does not take away from the chesed she's doing by staying with her mother-in-law. There's such greatness in this small little um, detail. It's with this that we finish sketching out the picture, the portrait of the, the mother of royalty, Rus. Don't look for a person's greatness in the big acts. He's mostly revealed in the small actions. And that's where HaKadosh Baruch Hu tests the, the ones who fear him. This theme, this concept, that a person is more, is described best by the small actions than the big actions, is a theme very common to Bali Musa. Bali Musa speak a lot about this. And I'd like to try to explain why that's true. It, 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 it seems counterintuitive. When I helped this nice old lady cross the street, that's very sweet and very nice. When I did some great act and, and who knows what, that's something that's worthy of, of note and appreciation. Why, why would it be that the, the person is measured by the small deeds instead of big ones? So we're not talking about somebody faking it. 
somebody who is, you know, um, putting on a show. We're talking about real things. So um, I would like to present the following. When a person has a big challenge, I need to feed a hundred hungry people who got stranded here. So there's a certain level of um, of, of a conscious, active preparation. There's a certain type of um, pumping oneself up. This is a great thing. There's such a great need. I have to do it. It's an impossible task. I can climb the mountain. Climbing the mountain is challenging. But somehow a challenge brings out in us um, a lot of adrenaline, a lot of energy. So what 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 shows when a person is, succeeds in doing something big, grandiose, is that the person is a um, wants to do what's right, that the person has really really set himself to do what's right, but and that's and no no buts that's that's what it is. But what is the person like? That's a lot better seen and the person's reflexes. Small things in our life are dictated by our reflexes, which are dictated by who we are and what we are. A soldier, when he hears a loud noise, drops to the floor immediately without thinking twice. His body has been primed to, to be sensitive to danger. Another person thinks about it and then dives down. But he has to think about it and do it with a hini mukhrim zuma. Big acts, even chesed and sincere ones, show that the person has the right aspirations, the right values and ideals, and rises to a challenge. That's great. But an instinctive act of chesed is something that shows who we are. We do it naturally because it's us. The fact that she toiled all all the time and brought her food, well, definitely. Ruth needs food. Uh, Nomi needs food. I have to bring it to her. It's a big act. But that I just, I come home immediately because I can't leave her alone, that's something that is done naturally. It's not, there's no hinimuchon And this is how we finish the um, sketching, the portrait of Rus. The great moves he did, extraordinary and her natural sensitivity her, um, the fact that she senses her mother-in-law's loneliness and knows that she's the only person that she has takes her home immediately to be there with her so in the in the in the small reflexes of care and loyalty like it says by Muna that's the hallmark of a big person who eventually would be the person that cared for Kali Israel.